With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. What the fuck is going on here? And we are live. Welcome to Tuesday Night Turmoil. Where are my boys? I'm in here okay. Let's go.
Okay, can anybody hear me? Hello? Um, I'm just going to play a song. Welcome to the ER. This is Rampage Rants, Tuesday Night Turmoil. We've been having some technical difficulties for the last couple minutes, but we do believe that okay. we are live now, and uh, hopefully you can hear us. Sorry for all la, the uh, la, la, music and la, 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 la. Uh, all the interruptions. Uh, we want to take a moment to remember 17 years ago what happened. Uh, as many lost their lives in a tragic event that will go down in uh, terrorist history thanks to Mr. Osama bin Laden, who is no longer with us, thank God. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, we want to remember those that were fallen in that. Uh, that's why we played what we played at the beginning. And uh, we got to play that 10 bell again because we've got some wrestler deaths from over the weekend that Steve Kane is going to tell us about. Can you hear us? I can hear you. I guess Steve's fornicated. Hold I don't on. know what's going on with I'll Steve. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Oh, don't leave me. Don't leave me all alone. They're leaving me all alone. 
Yeah, well, uh, uh, hmm. I'm all by myself, and nobody's looking. I'm all by myself, and nobody's looking. I'm all by myself, and I'm doing cartwheels. I'm all by myself. I'm all by myself. I hate you people. You know what? Fuck you, Sean. I'm putting you back on air with me. Sean. I'll be right back. Hello. Hold on. Hold on. No. I don't want to hold on. You're leaving me over myself with nothing to say. I hate you. <sighs> He's going to make me scream. <sighs> you know what? It's just driving me up a wall. I'm like, oh, All right, I'm back. You... Sorry, Katie. I will. Uh, Steve... No, no, you're not. I am. <laughs> Steve had to call okay. back in because it was showing him live when we were talking in the green room. So something, fu- something funky is going on. Um, blog talk, I will shake my fist at you in anger and put my boot so far up your ass that you will taste it. He's going to stick his foot so far up your ass, he's going to make you fart real loud. <laughs> We've got stick a lot to discuss so tonight. Far, you want to fart real loud. Um, tomorrow night on War, we have to be announced. Um, that's my favorite yeah. kind of night because I don't have a poster out for it. So uh, be sure to join us for that. Join us, right, can you guys hear me? Yes. Yes. Now talk and converse right. and, and, and become part of the show. Now, the 18th, we are doing a very special edition of Wrestling Authority Radio on a Tuesday night. We will be joined by the author of Death of the Territories, Tim Hornbaker. And here's what you need wow. to know about that. ECW Press is giving us one free company. One free company. One free copy to give away to our <laughs> I like the company. One free copy to give away to our listeners. You will have to be listening next Tuesday night to find out more yeah, details on how to win that book. But I can tell you this much. It will be a call-in process. So yep. you're just, you're just going to have to be here. If you want a copy of that book, let me tell you, I picted it up, and I'm in love with it. Steve Payne has almost finished it. She's in love with it. Katie hasn't read it yet, but we know the moment she picks it up, she'll be in love with it. Yeah. I mean, the first thing I did after I read the first chapter was I wrote Tim and I said, hey, can I forward this over to my two co-hosts? Because I definitely want to make sure they read this before this. Now, guys, and I've said this on a few other occasions over the last few weeks when we started announcing this. I've been in this business for almost 30 years. And I am finding out that things that I was told about how certain things happened in the day are not how they actually happen. Wow. That's messed so, up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's, well, it's great, though, because, I mean, I'm, I'm learning a lot, which Well, this man is has awesome. This man has time. definitely this man has definitely done his research 
to come up with one of the biggest books that I think we have had on this show so far. We've had a lot of books. Yeah. We've had Bobby yeah. Blaise Medley's book, which we need to talk to him again. It's been too long since we talked to him. Yeah. Agreed. 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 We had Kenny of the course. Star Maker Bolin. We had Bill Apter. You know, yep. there's there's a lot of people that have had books that have been on this show. And this is one of the right. we- most well-written books that I have seen put together. Um, Let's put it so, this way, Sean. Um, one at a time. Dave Meltzer came up with what was supposedly the definitive year, the definitive book about our industry. Several, you know, about oh, uh, twenty or so years ago, called "Sex, Lies, and Headlocks." And the incident that I was involved in was included in that book. This book beats sex, lies, and headlocks by, and uh, I'm showing my age with this expression, a country mile. Yes. <laughs> you old. I know I old. But the thing, but the thing about it is this. We are going to talk a lot about that book. Uh, we're going to not go over it uh, all together because we would definitely want to pick, want you to pick up a copy. But we're going to be talking right. about that book next Tuesday night. So I'm right. going to start reading a little harder. I know Steve's taking notes and his questions. We're going to be asking those questions. We're going to be getting the answers. And uh, we're going to say this now, buy his merch. You know it. Buy his merch. Buy his merch. Buy his merch. Buy, and, uh, and it's not. And this is not his first book, but by golly, I'll tell you what. Uh, reading this one, I want to read. I want to read his other stuff. It's that. Oh, sure. I mean, it's honestly that awesome. Then the nineteenth, we will be joined by Berwyn Championship Wrestling owner Frank Rodriguez. And the world's most dangerous announcer who is coming to Berwyn Championship Wrestling next weekend, Gary Michael With. Capetta. Yeah. And this will be the second edition of his wonderful stage show. Um, last year he came in with uh, Beyond Body Slams. This is Beyond Body Slams, the rematch. Now, a few weeks ago in Atlantic City, he had with him as a special guest our good friend, the quintessential stud muffin, Joel Gertner. In Berwyn, next Friday, he will have the son of one of the more legendary performers of our industry. Brian Pillman Jr. will be joining him in Berwyn. Oh, shoot. Uh, So that'll be something. And it'll be an open question and answer, and I know Gary will talk about that more next Wednesday. Right. And uh, we'll be talking to Berwyn Championship Wrestling about their upcoming event. They have two huge events coming up, one this month and an all-women's event next month that quite (laughs) a few – Quite a few uh, members of the RWF women's roster are going to be a part of this. So um, mm-hmm. I'm very excited for that. Phoebe will be debuting uh-huh. in Berwyn. Uh, still excited for that young girl. Um, 
so talented. Um, so definitely uh, looking forward to that. And uh, I believe that will take care of the business. Uh, the 26th, uh, we're working on vigorously. And yes, we are still working vigorously on a night that is coming your way in just two weeks. Uh, actually, three weeks. I'm sorry. Three weeks' time. On October 2nd and October 3rd, it's the Wrestling Authority Radio, formerly PWR Slam, five-year anniversary. Yeah. Wow. Um, five years. My gosh. We've done a lot in five years. We have done some of the biggest interviews that we could have ever produce. Uh, huge props to my brother for coming up with the Ken- the roast of Kenny Bolin. And mm-hmm. uh, that was probably one of the most successful shows we've ever done. Um, we had Jim Cornette on that one. We had a lot of people on roasting Kenny Bolin. That was, that was a fun show. Um, another one that stood out in my mind is obviously uh, one we did here on Rampage Rants. And Rampage Rants is celebrating, uh, getting close to celebrating its five-year anniversary as well. So you want to stick around for that. Um, But one of the biggest shows we did here on this program was the night entitled Disaster in Dudleyville. And Mm -hmm. let me tell you, there were people that posted about that not that long ago. And that is probably one of the most controversial things that we've ever talked about here on Wrestling Authority Radio or Rampage Rants Tuesday Night Turmoil. Back then, I believe it was uh, Monday Night Mayhem. Yeah, it was Monday Night Mayhem at that point. Uh, But still, that was was some controversial shit. And then the guy that stiffed, you know, Pondo and all that talent, if anybody remembers that, we weren't scheduled that night, and we ended up doing New Year's anyway because Pondo had shit he had to get off his chest. So yep. we did it, and it turned into a controversial night. And then who could ever forget Hardcore Road Trip? Yeah. I don't think anybody that will ever one, forget that. Right. And, and of course, uh, the uh, child wrestling promoter. Oh, God, I forgot all, almost forgot all about that one. That one stood out. Katie, you remember that one? Hello, Katie. 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 Did we lose Katie? I can hear her in the background unless that's your background noise. Nope, I don't have any background noise. Well, then it's hers, but uh, I'll I'll message and see what's going on. Okay, okay. Um, You know, we've got a lot to cover tonight. I just wanted to get to those announcements really quick. And, um, boy, there's a lot going on in the world of professional wrestling, and we're going to get to it. Um, I want to first start off with what we have normally done. Uh, She might be going to... She she dropped...
Katie, oh. it's been five years. What five is the long big years? What is the biggest five moment that you, that you remember? Well, all the moments that you guys mentioned, uh, the disaster in Dudleyville, the the hardcore disaster that happened here, um, the child um, promoter. Um, what sticks out in my head, like the biggest, is uh, the adult sex venue. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 of course, will always stick out in my memory is pink pubes. Yes. Yes, we could never forget about pink pubes, but you have to you go gotta, back further than that and have to remember that Eric. Further than that, my very first time interviewing Animal, where he told me to be a be a good little girl, be quiet, and go sit in the corner like I'm supposed to. <laughs> but I did get redemption on that moment, so it's all good. Um, you know, the other one that sticks out to me is the story that Eric Freedom told in one of our very first episodes. It was like our first within our first 10 or 5 episodes Eric Freedom goes yeah we, we played uh, big trick on the, the, the ring guy because the ring guy was pissing everybody off so we filled his vents and his car with dog shit. Oh god like, that's just wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and every few miles they had to stop the truck and get out and puke. <laughs> okay, that that is bad. <laughs> That's some that is some dirty play right there. Yeah, and the worst part about it is because it was winter, so oh, it God. was they were having to they were turning on the heat. <laughs> so that so oh, that made it long. really really stink up. That made it really, really, really wrong. Oh, Lord, hold on. I got to put my phone on silent. There we go. Um, (laughs) You know, one of the things that uh, really stuck out in my mind that we'll never forget is us uh, trying and attempting to book a man that made a stupid mistake over the weekend. A man by the name of Terry Brunk. A man by the name of Sabu. Oh God! When I read this 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 morning, I oh, I about I about flipped. Well, of course, uh, last night. Well, of course, last night Renee Young made her official debut as a full-time member of the Raw Broadcasting um, crew. Right. Well, well, Terry, sometime this morning. And it has since been deleted, and I don't know whether it's the tweet that's been deleted or whether his account has been uh, locked out. But uh, he posted, she is the first non, and he used the F word for, which uh, is the derogatory term for gay. But she is one of many, she is, well, he he just used the F A G. But she is one of many sea suckers. Cock suckers. Keep going. That's that's what he said about Renee Young. Yes. And uh, but that you know that tweet is that tweet is is gone. Is he looking looking to get throat punched by Amber? (laughs) Because Renee Renee and him are like yeah. You call her a cock. Well. Well, they're married. I mean, so 
you know, in fact, uh, some they of the did. comments on Wrestling News Source, no, they've been married for uh, probably about a year now. I didn't think they were married yet. I didn't think they were married yet. Very good. Oh, they've been married. They've been married. Oh, they they, cool. they did a quickie, uh, you know, since they live in Vegas, that's where they did the ceremony. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> but I'll tell you what, the backlash on Wrestling News Source is – Unreal. I mean, somebody says, I'd love to see him try to get away with saying that to Dean. Guy has gone bleeping nuts. Right? Um, yeah. That's nuts. Um, that is nuts. He's too someone, much of the cocaine. Someone has a lot of hate slash sexual frustration bottled up inside. But, hey, if I look like a donkey's bleep, it would be hard for me to get chicks, too. Well, look at the chick he's dating. She used to be a model, and she looks like the fucking coked up drag queen that, not drag queen, but the coked up fucking queen that you pull off the street. Oh, really? She was she was so coked up when she was on this show. It wasn't even funny. I thought I did a lot of drugs, and then this woman came on the show. But the woman that was the coach, his girlfriend, his girlfriend, Super Genie. Yeah, she was on something. She was so yeah. she was on more drugs than Katie and I combined, and that's saying a lot. Uh, I smoke and all of them that I used to do, and that's quite a bit. I mean, this. Yeah, this somebody woman says I'd have expected this from New Jack. Well, uh, but the thing about right? it was, she came us on. She came on here and then asked us how to do the most basic of shit, like she didn't know how to fucking do it. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Oh, I mean. It, it was it was ridiculous, and I yeah. I was glad the moment that the airtime ended with her, because it was like man I can't get her off this airspace fast enough, and I was paying the bitch to be there. That's the most fucked up thing we've ever done. That's why we don't pay yeah. guests. I learned my lesson with that. I paid a guest one right. time yeah. and got burned. Yep. Yeah, and it almost and it almost cost us a personal as well as professional relationship. Yeah. With our good friend Kenny Bowen. Who's yeah, been I mean, I, under the weather I lately. So good wishes, either. Kenny. Good wishes, Kenny. I wouldn't Kenny. have paid Sabu. I wouldn't have paid him. We did. We shouldn't have. It upset somebody. But we we're lucky we were able to repair. Yeah, good. I hope you're feeling well, Uncle Kenny. We yeah, miss you. Get, get well. He was actually on he was actually on Facebook Live uh earlier. Um, you know, there's just so much going on after All In uh, that uh, we need to we need to touch on something real quick that's going on coming up real soon. And uh, WWE has kind of dropped the ball on this one, and it's the All Women's Pay Per View Evolution, which comes your way October 28th. On pay-per-view. The problem is this. At this time, as of Sunday or Monday, they have only sold about 8,000 tickets to this event. Yeah, 8,000 tickets for Women's Evolution in a venue that... In a 14,000-seat building. In a 14,000-seat building. You get 8,000 sold. Yesterday, it was only 7,000. I'm surprised they got up to eight. And that doesn't include what what the scalpers have, so we don't know exactly what has been sold. 
I mean, it's well, no, that's uh, it's, the, that's the actual ticket count, Katie. You know, that's full which ticket. Which is sad. That is total ticket that's sold. Sad. Eight thousand. That's not even going to fill three freaking rows. Yeah, and, which uh, which geez, is which is ironic considering which is ironic considering that you know everybody kept saying, hey, we want to see. I want to see, you know, more of the women. We want to see more of the women. Well, here's your opportunity. This is an entire card that is nothing but women, and it's just not. people aren't buying yeah. it. It's, it's almost, it's, it's, this is as bad as Excuse me. the aborted 205 Live Tour That's that uh, they were supposed to undertake, and they wound up canceling out because, they weren't selling tickets. Right. Well, and this is this is the thing. You have some great matches lined up for that card, but if there's nobody paying to see it and you can't sell out a venue with the return of Trish Stratus, something's wrong. And Lita. Yeah. I love me some Lita. We all know that. And there's going to be other girls from the past that are going to be there. Uh, there's been a lot of rumors and innuendo going Tricky. around about that pay-per-view. So yeah, you know, if, but they if they're if they're not yeah, I gotta say if they're if they're not if they're not making enough ticket sales to uh, make payroll, oh, you're getting choppy now. I don't know what's going both on. I can hear you now. Am yeah. I choppy? You're no, both choppy. choppy. Okay, you okay. guys are choppy. The hell is wrong with well, the show tonight? You're choppy, you're choppy right now, Katie. You sound like you're uh, oh, fuck off. Um, out a window, out a window well, on a moving car. Uh, well, I'm not. I will assure you, I am sitting still in a high back chair, and I'm extremely comfortable. I'm not moving anywhere. Hold on. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right, so Katie, you still got some background noise going on, or something? It sounds like you're by a fan. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm where I've always been for five fucking years. Well, it's <laughs> well, that's what we're getting, though, Katie. I've got nothing. My fan is like call back. Three feet away. Call back. Yeah, call back, Katie. Um. Because I can hear you loud and clear, and I think I'm loud and clear, so it was her connection. Well, now you're choppy, too. How the hell am I choppy? Blog talk, I'm going to kill you tonight. I tell you, I don't know what it is. Blog talk's really messed up tonight. All right. Even the blog talk lady sounded choppy. You don't sound choppy anymore. Sean, where the hell are you? Okay. Well, Sean was choppy too, so now he's now he's cutting off. He's dropped off and calling back. Okay oh. then. Yeah, it's yeah. This is just this just really been a mess up oh, night with Blog Talk. Well, it's so. like you just a yelling bitch and screaming him. Oh, he's cursing Blog Talk now. He's just cursing them. Call back. Oh. Well, I don't see as I blame. Him. So while 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 we're waiting for Sean, okay, now there we go. Sean's back. Let's okay. try it here. Am okay, I choppy? Sean, 
No. Okay, not at You're the no moment. longer chopping broccoli. All right, sweet. Um, so what we're going to get into next is, you know, there's, there's obviously they're, – they're doing something right because they've, I believe they've sold out Hell in a Cell. Let me check. Uh, oh, yeah. Hell in I'm a pretty cell. sure they have. So sold out. Yeah, yeah, yeah they but, have it. Um, yeah, but there's still a major disconnect. I mean, you know, uh, Raw last night was not acting like a go-home show. Mm-hmm. No, Raw last night sucked. I'm sorry, but this authority shit is going to kill. Go. It's it's got to go. It's not drawing ratings. It's making people <laughs> sick. It's making, you know, if I turn it's, off, it's killing the product. Minutes, if I turn off forty minutes of Raw because it's Baron Corbin's bullshit and his matches that I don't want to see, then, then you know it's oh, something no. wrong. Um, I don't I don't know. I think there's still tickets available for Hell in a Cell. It's what they're selling me right now. Uh, so that, you know, there again, uh, what'd you, what'd you check Ticketmaster? Uh, hold on. Ticketmaster, Hell in a Cell, San Antonio, Texas. I got it. Okay. Uh, two tickets. Sure. I'm only looking it up. I'm not going to buy them. Oh no. Why would you? Yeah, there's tickets available. All kinds of tickets available. All kinds. Mm. Wow. Or you name it, they've got it. It just depends on how much money you want to set spend. All right. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look up Evolution right now. It's sad, Steve. I really don't understand it because here's the thing. Ring of Honor is getting ready to do an all-women's show, and it'll draw. Pondo does all-women's shows. They draw. Other feds do all-women's shows. They and draw. they draw, too. Why, why, is it, why, is it, why is it with names like Lita and Trish Stratus coming back? I don't think they put enough promotion into Lita and Trish Stratus coming back. I really don't. I think that's what the problem is. I think that they, oh, Trish is coming back and Trish is going to be a match. But Trish has not been on Raw other than once to announce her comeback. And Mm -hmm. there's there's been nothing to really say Lita is coming back. So what the fuck? Mm -hmm. And you're you're what? Six weeks away from this pay-per-view and you can't build to it? Oh, we got to build Hell in a Cell and we got to build Super Showdown. Maybe you're taking on too many shows. Okay. All right, guys. Where's okay? Okay, I've got the I've got I've got the evolution um, ticket. Okay. And I mean, believe me, this is this is like I like section like the section section two hundred nine, the upper level. These are being sold at only forty four fifty each. Now, when you now, when you get to the floor, now when you get to the floor seats, um, they're ranging anywhere from three hundred four fifty is the is the lowest I'm seeing. Um, 
and the highest uh, there's uh, seats in the, the uh, platinum section. Well, section G, row three at six fifty four fifty each, and section G, row two at nine fourteen fifty each. Holy um, shit! Uh, this but, is what I got but, for Helen Estelle. This is Helen Estelle on the floor, section F one, row two which is uh, right by the ramp, is $402. The cheapest seat that you can get for Hell in a Cell this, uh, this Sunday is Section 221, which is the bleachers, or not the bleachers, the nosebleeds. Uh, right, the other deck, yeah. You can get that for $27. It's weird that Hell in a Cell... Uh, upper level is cheaper than Evolution. That could be another reason why people aren't buying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you got to make them all the same, and we've said that before. Now, hey, you're, you're yeah. Price, now, of course, you got to remember, though, too, Sean, mostly, mostly what those seats are, those are actually being sold by other people through Ticketmaster. Well, that's probably true. Uh, you, uh, you know, that's probably true. But still, so you're looking at a shift in the so money. for so for um, so for evolution, yeah, they're probably jacking the price because of Trish and Lita, oh, and, and probably a few others in that, and then uh, oh, from there, and of course, yeah. But it's still the fact that to. The fact that right now, to this point, there is um, oh, still tickets available for Sunday. And for this, I mean, my gosh, that, oh, if, if, I'm, if I'm Vince, if I'm Stephanie, if I'm Paul, I am, I am right now, I am tearing my hair out. Trying to figure out oh, yeah. what's going on and why. So, um, uh, so on okay. a more pleasant note, uh, hold on, hold on one minute, Steve. Hold on one minute. All right. Make ah. it quick. I am. It's loading. It's an Australian site, so you'll have to bear with me. There are still tickets available. For Super Showdown as well. Wow. Yep. So, uh, yeah, they might they might want to rethink this uh, whole taking on mo- uh, more than what they can chew at one time thing because if these shows aren't selling out, you have an issue. Yeah. I mean, probably about the only thing, the only thing that might be the saving grace for uh, Australia Super Show is, I don't, you know, and I don't know this, that, you know, we'd have to find out, but I haven't heard anything. That one might be paid for. That one might be a purchased event, just like uh, Greatest Royal Rumble was. Right. Could you imagine the no. price tag? Big the Saudi big, government uh, made the deal with Vince yeah. for that. Uh, could you to, imagine to how much tech. they paid him? 
Oh my God. I want to have a oh, show they- in my in my country by WWE. Vince McMahon probably tagged the fucking million dollar price tag onto that at least. Oh, it's oh, it's a multi, it was a multi million dollar price tag. Jesus. Um, you know, I fact, I'll tell you what. I will I will go. I've got something else on here. I will go ahead and I will. Um, let's see here. It's one of those things. Uh, I don't know that WWE fully understands it. I mean, they get a good concept of it, but they don't understand it fully that if you're going to do a pay-per-view and it's only going to sell 8,000 right. out of 14,000. Yeah, here it is. Okay, here it is. It's a 10-year deal. Huh. And, they, and, and the Saudi government is paying WWE $45 million a year. Holy fuck. Holy fuck! Well, then they can start lowering so, their ticket. So prices. ten years. So so for so for a ten year they're deal, a year. they're getting they're getting they're getting almost a half a billion dollars. Half a billion with a B, folks. Then they can bloody well lower ticket sales. They can lower the ticket prices, big time. Well, the other thing that we forgot to mention when it comes to ticket prices is a lot of ticket prices are set by the venue as well. WWE has certain prices that they want to stay in, but there's also prices that the venue wants to stay in to sell that seat. Uh, Because that's the way it works when you get into those bigger venues. That's why very few indie promoters will run a big venue like that you won't see a Rockford promoter going into the what used to be the Metro Center. Okay, it's just it's yeah, not going to happen. Yeah, the Bill Harris Bank Center. Yeah, right. You're not you're yeah. not going to see that happen. You got like a five thousand dollar price tag just for the venue, and there's you're not going to make money back like that. And not only that, but then they want to control ticket prices. This is the problem that one company in Illinois has the problem with one of the bigger venues that they're running. It's because that venue sets the ticket prices. And everywhere else they go, the ticket prices are cheaper. But in that venue, they're more expensive. You can't do that and expect people to make the trip. It won't work. I've kept my ticket prices relatively low since the beginning of time. Uh, there were times that they were higher than what they are now, but for the most part, I have the lowest ticket prices that you are going to find on an, a source of entertainment, be it a movie, be it going bowling, be it what have you. I have the lowest prices to come out and bring your family to. Because you can bring two adults and two kids to one of Steve and I's events for 25 bucks. You're not going to find that yep. out anywhere else in the world. That's true. That's true. So. Because it's about value. You want people to come in the door. And that's what WWE has got to focus on. Uh, they're, not, they're not getting people in the door enough to be able to sell these pay-per-views out. And <clears throat> I, I, 
I am betting to say there were tickets for last night's Raw and tickets for tonight's SmackDown that were still on sale. And it could have been the location. It could have been the location. The locations of last night and tonight may have been horrible. But I know that there are certain places that Raw can announce that they're coming to town and they sell out like that. Yep. And it should be like that everywhere. So whoever's picking the the towns and the venues needs to pick a little more wisely. If they're not going to do well in in a town, don't put that town on the map. Or on the rotation, um, you know, maybe maybe what's going on with evolution is it's it's in, it's in a poor area, um, huh? or a, uh, an area that has a low medium in right. low medium in low median median income. income. Yes, thank you. I could not get that out for the life of me. Um, and if they're going to places like that, then that's what you've got to expect. If you're not going to if you're going from a Chicago to a Joliet, dude, there's going to be a huge difference. Well, well, more, what's more, what's more like a Chicago to Detroit? Okay. Right. Yep. I mean, you're you're gonna, you know, and of course, and of course, and of course, and of course, you know, in in terms of Chicago, they're not actually playing in Chicago. They're performing at Rosemont, which is a uh you know higher priced higher priced suburb with other higher priced suburbs surrounding it. Right. <clears throat> as far as you know, tax, though, the, I believe. The, mm-hmm. Well they got the Cook County tax but when but when your but when your median house value is about a half a million dollars. Holy shit balls. Wow. Now, these people yeah. these people can afford to go see WWE. I would that's say why, so. that's also that's also why oh a lot of uh, a lot of the uh, pay per views do happen to air from Rosemont because um, they get because right. because they draw the crowds. So, I want to get into something um, that our good friend Sir Mo is doing right now. Um, oh, yes, he this has is an good. he has an anniversary oh, yeah. event coming up, and he's trying to sell tickets to it. Well, he's giving somebody one sweetheart of a deal. If you sell over twenty five tickets and you are in the Dallas and Fort Worth, Texas area, and you hear the sound of my voice right now, you have the opportunity to sell twenty five or more tickets and win. All expenses paid trip to WrestleMania next year. Courtesy of Sermo and Store Championship Wrestling. And of course next year we'll be back at the Meadowlands. So that's a I mean WrestleMania is normally a high price ticket itself, but you add in the cost of a hotel in New York, and that, wow. This, wow. Is, uh, this is something special that Mo is doing, and, man, let me tell you, if, I, if my pockets had the money to do something like this for our relaunch, I would do it. Because, let me tell you, this is going to make him a lot of money. Yep. 
Because people yeah. would be foolish not to try to sell $250 worth of tickets to get a trip that's probably worth over two grand. Oh, easily. Um, you know, I think it's very cool, and we're going to be sharing all the information. If you're in the Dallas and Fort Worth, Texas area, make sure you check out Sword Championship Wrestling. Um, they got some great stuff coming up. And uh, they're huge supporters of mine and Steve Keynes and of the show, so please check them out. Um, you know, I I think that that's really cool. I have never been to WrestleMania, but I could see making a child's dreams come true because that child goes out and sells to all of his friends and or all mm-hmm. uh, the entire school, for that matter and really gets a chance to live a dream and get to go to WrestleMania. I think that's an awesome experience that he's, he's going to give somebody the time of their life. And it's going to be, it's going to be really cool to see that. Steve and I were jealous of it. We were like, Hey Mo, are you going to buy our tickets to Mania too? (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, we've talked about what's going on in the next couple weeks Uh, order will be restored here sooner rather than later on wrestling authority radio we're getting a hold of promotions promotions are getting a hold of us we're getting hold of past guests past guests are getting hold of us we're getting hold of new talent and so on Um, so there's going to be some good stuff coming your way you definitely don't want to miss anniversary uh, we have nothing to announce at this time for that. It's uh, it's probably going to be two nights of surprises is the way anniversary is going to work, which means Katie won't even know what's going to happen. Ah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Got to keep Katie. And many times we prefer it. And many times we prefer it that way because then that way, yeah, Katie can't go blabbing if there's somebody that we uh, don't want uh <laughs> I have never blabbed. Not once, not ever. Never, ever, ever. So. <laughs> um, well, all right, what do we want to go to next? It's, uh, well, we I was going to say, for all the gamers, we, we've got, we've got, uh, we got uh, the list of the, the final list of, uh, um, final round of playable characters. Um, Ooh, hold on. Hold on. I'll be right back. I want to hear this. Go ahead. All right. Okay. Tell me when you're ready. So, oh, my goodness. But uh, <clears throat> I'm looking at this list, and holy cow. I mean... And there's even, and there's also multiple editions again, just like uh, just like there were before. Now, of course, already know that if you pre-order, um, you'll get your uh, downloadable Ronda Rousey and Bray Mysterio characters. Right, right. Sorry, okay. I had to, my uh, my Jim Cornette bladder would not last until the break. <laughs> okay, okay. Go ahead. Then there is the Woo edition. Woo! Woo! 
which not only has Ric Flair, but if you purchase that edition, you actually get a piece of a Ric Flair robe. Nice. Is it autographed? Um, I don't think so, but at Ooh. least that least not what I read. I don't want it. But still. It's cool, still. and I really like that, but it's not like some of the other stuff they did. Uh, one of the things they did, there was, a, there was one year that it came in a fucking coffin. Uh, this uh-huh. might have been in recent years, but it came in a coffin if you yeah. bought the $100 edition and a special uh, Undertaker figurine and an Undertaker 8x10 that was actually autographed by Taker. So they should do more like that. I think they're going to do that with probably Rey Mysterio and Ronda Rousey to try to get people to buy it. Definitely Rey Mysterio, but I think they'll do this on the Ric Flair thing too. Uh, Don't be surprised, folks, if they throw in a signed 8x10 or a little card from Rick, uh, because they will try to do that. They've done that in years past, and I think that that would be really cool. Well, here are here are some here are the late the um, latest playable characters that they've announced. Um, Rowdy Roddy Piper, yay! Dusty yay. Dusty Rhodes, yay! Macho yay. Man Randy Savage, oh! For Katie, Ricky the Dragon, the Dragon Simo. Um, yeah, folks. I just got I just got assigned. A signed figurine in the mail from him, so of him, not from him. I wish it was from him. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm happy with that. Um, <clears throat> speaking of uh, speaking of Undertaker, uh, motorcycle Undertaker. Um, Ric Flair. Yep, Ric Flair, Booker T, Kurt Angle, um, Rey Mysterio, Mister Perfect, Jake the Snake Roberts. Batista, Alundra Blaze, Diamond Dallas Page, Eddie Guerrero, Lex Luger, Sting, Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson, Shawn Michaels, Ted DiBiase, Trish Stratus, Ultimate Warrior, Rikishi, Lita, Razor Ramon, The Rock, Kevin Nash, Brett Hitman Hart, Andre the Giant, Ravishing Rick Rude, Christian, Papa Shango, Goldberg, Bam Bam Bigelow, Big Boss Man, Beth Phoenix, Rebella, British Bulldog, Bruce the Barber Beefcake, Diesel, Edge, Greg the Hammer Valentine, Ivory, Jacqueline, Jim the Anvil Nightheart, Kane, Mr. McMahon, Rick the Model Martell, Scott Hall, Stephanie McMahon, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Psycho Sid, Tatanka, The Godfather, and Vader. And that's on top of all your other playable characters yeah. that are still on the roster. Because I'm scrolling There's like 180 playable Kyle characters. O'Reilly will be on this game. Yay! I can yeah. play as Kyle O'Reilly. Yay! Yay! So proud of that kid. So proud of that yeah. kid. Oh, and if you haven't done it yet, and, check and out Mustafa our Facebook Ali. If you haven't done it yet, check out our Facebook page. There is a match on there that Steve Kane and I produced in October of 2009. One of probably the most proudest moments we've ever had as bookers. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly versus Steve Carino. It is a match that helped launch Kyle O'Reilly into superstardom. Yep. Because after, after 
Steve Carino worked Kyle O'Reilly, he took him out with him. Yep. And that was, you know, and got him into Ring of Honor, and the rest from there is history. Yep. I mean, and that's this is the thing, folks. You can say that people like Ian Rotten uh, discover stars, but there are other, a lot of other people out there that discover stars. Kyle O'Reilly right. was somebody that we discovered because somebody made a phone call to me and said, hey, Kyle O'Reilly is the new kid. He's coming down from British Columbia. You'll really like him. I said, cool, I'll bring him to my show. Like the kid so much, Steve Kane and I and Ed evaluated things. We liked the kid so much, we gave him the match with Carino at the second show. Yep. And from there, it just became a, bi- a bigger blossom. And had RWF lasted more in 2009-2010, O'Reilly would have been a big part of that still. And I probably would have made Kyle O'Reilly a, a RWF heavyweight champion. Uh, no doubt yep. he had all the material. Um, very proud of that kid. But here's another one you can play as, baby. The Velveteen oh. Dream. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Now, it will not, he will not have the tights that say, call me up fence on them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the other one you can play as this year. She is a former guest of PWR Slam, formerly known as Crazy Mary Dobson, Sarah Logan. Yep. I miss her. She used to call all the time. I miss her. So there's a lot of uh, good stuff going on with this game. Uh, They make it bigger and better each and every year. Um, yeah, there's a there's I'll, a couple. I'll legends. admit, guys, when I saw when I saw Ali's when I saw Ali's post on Instagram with his you know, with his picture from the game, I I did I did shed a couple of tears because you know I'm sitting there thinking you know that Al that kid is a part of my history in this business and I'm a part of his history in this business. Now, back when he was a young, you know, 18, 19-year-old kid with long hair wearing a, wearing a mask and uh, climbing across uh, building girders to uh, do leg drops. Uh, there are two people that are missing from this game. Uh, no, there's, a, there's quite a few people that were on. Uh, hold on. Go ahead and talk for a minute. I want to look this up. Okay. 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 Um, but yeah, I mean, the the list alone, I mean, of of this just of this crew, and that's and that's not counting the um, regular ones. Oh my, okay, okay. Uh, come on, you bastards! Here comes the pain roster. All right. Um, you go back, uh, this was almost 10 years ago now, um, but you go back to, uh, WWE SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain, you had Animal, George Steele, Hawk, Billy Jim, Iron Sheik, Jimmy Snuka, Nikolai Volkov, Roddy Piper, 
Sergeant Slaughter, Ted DiBiase Sr. I'm just saying, I don't know whatever happened to their agreements with those leg- with those legends, but those guys should be in that game too. Because well, let me I, tell you, you know, I don't I don't know let what me the, tell I, you, I, you know, I I would get don't know down the whole roster. One at a time. I'm taking up I, the whip. I I've would get it. I would get down with playing Legion of Doom against like the revival. That would be fun. Um, yeah. Or even Legion of Doom against the Bludgeon Brothers. That would be entertaining. I'd, I'd sit there and watch oh. that and just put the computer on. Go ahead, oh, Steve. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of Bludgeon Brothers, um, just this, uh, this past weekend, um, at uh, at the uh, NXT house show, uh, yes. Uh, Luke Harper wrestled against Ricochet. Huh. So it's so it's nice to see that they're giving that they're giving him something to do while he's waiting for uh, Eric Rowan to uh, come back off of injury. Right. All right. You know, well, we need to and take in, our break. And Velveteen Dream okay, well, made. Uh, you. Katie, calm down. It's all right. It's all right. Um, <laughs> Velveteen Dream appeared on two Evolve shows this past weekend as well, and uh, saw a video of uh, one of uh, one of them and. Oh my gosh, the reception he got was just amazing. Oh, I bet. All right, guys. Well, we need to take our break. We are a little bit over break time, so we're going to go ahead and take our break, and we'll be right back with more of Rampage Rants Tuesday Night Turmoil live inside the ER. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to Tuesday Night Turmoil. That was No Way Else by Dead Girls Academy. Here's some brand new stuff, and I liked it. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back to the ER. I hope you like it so far. I'm glad you like that, Katie. That's some newer stuff that I found Good. over the weekend. And uh, I got some more newer stuff coming your way tomorrow night. As you know, uh, I try to find some of the newest rock songs that I can and bring them right here each and every Tuesday and Wednesday night for your listening pleasure. An eargasm in your ear. And that sounds messy. <laughs> 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 it sounds messy. I'd like to welcome you back. Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, well, we talked a little bit about Raw, which was mediocre at best last night. Mm. Um and SmackDown wasn't much better. Thank you. Now I don't have to pretend anymore. Uh, they were both they were both equally as horrible. Just okay. Uh, one might one might have been a little bit better than the other, but they were both equally horrible in my book. And uh, I just don't it's understand. Just okay. this, I don't understand this whole authority thing. Like we tried, we we tried this before twice. If everybody remembers, they they tried it twice, and it did not take. And I think that it's ridiculous that we're trying it again. If you try the same thing and just change the members, but still have it to do with Stephanie, it's still the fucking authority. And people don't want to see it. Nope. Nope. Because um, I shut it off. The moment he comes on or anything with the authority comes on, there's not so much. Not so much that I shut it off. I kind of just, you know, go get some water or go pee or maybe roll a little something. Pet the cat, pet the Facebook. dog, pay attention to them for a minute. Not even look at the take take your dog out. Right. Right. I mean, and if this is what we're giving people and this is what people are doing to your product, that says that your product needs change. There should be one match on that entire show where somebody gets up and goes and takes the piss break. You're going to have one of those. It's bound to happen. You're going to have one. I have been in this business 16 years you can have the greatest match go out there, and pe- when people have to take that piss break, they have to take that piss break. 
And usually what happens with that is when one person goes, it sets off a volatile reaction across the whole audience, and now everybody's got to go to the bathroom. Yep. Yep. Um, well, the viewership was uh, down from uh, the week before. Uh, last week was 2.873 million. Um, this week was 2.74 million. Because people don't give a shit about the authority. I'm telling you. Well, it's and also yeah, and it and it's also and it's uh, and today and this is also the week that Monday Night Football premiered. Yes. Oh, and you're going to have that. And Vince knows that Vince has been doing raw since 93, since 93, he has had to deal with Monday night football. He should know by now you have to up your ante around the NFL or they're going to steal your fucking viewers. And for the last 10 years, they're dealing with two games because after after ESPN took over, they came up with uh, an East Coast or Mid Midwest game and a West Coast game, and um, this and uh, this week's game, the Jets against the Lions, was the early game, and that drew ten point three three six million viewers, and then the Rams and the Raiders were the uh, West Coast game, and that drew 9.607 million viewers. Absolutely. And the thing, I, I, don't, I don't get it. They don't get it. They don't understand. They need to look at the rating systems the way that TNA did. Oh, my God, it's not working. we got to change things. If it's not working week after week, you've got changes that you have to Up make. Up the ante. Yep. Because people don't want to see the moment that they announced Baron Corbin as the new general manager of Raw, I almost boycotted Raw for the entire time that he was going to be general manager. I don't want to see it. I don't care. He wasn't made for that role. Give it to somebody else. I understand that. Well, that whole, the whole thing shouldn't have even. That whole thing shouldn't have even happened. Oh, I understand. I mean, if Kurt needs you time didn't off, need a heel counterpart to Kurt Angle. That was ridiculous. Well, and not only that, if Kurt needed time off, that's power. one thing. But you could, you could have let Mick Foley come back and run things on the interim while huh? Angle goes home and takes a break with the kids. I mean, you've got Foley coming back in. Why not give him a full-time schedule and say, here, run Raw for a little bit? Instead, we've got Constable Corbin, and oh, my God. The shit that he comes up with and the shit that comes out of his mouth makes me cute. What is that noise? It's something for the television. Oh, that was, yep, yep, yep. Um, oh my God. And I'll tell you what, um, you know, we're, we're sitting here criticizing the product. Um, Scott Steiner was recently interviewed by what culture 
and oh, wow. boy did he blast it. He says he says the two times I was up there I thought about quitting. Yeah, bleeping weirdos, man. The BS you have to deal with now. Now it's worse because you got one of the biggest and it and it's a, and it's a C word. I don't know which one it is. Um, but then uh, he talks about Stephanie. Oh, what the f does oh. she know about wrestling? Just because. And then Triple H. Are you effing kidding me? I feel bad for the wrestlers, you know, because they pigeonhole them in these stupid characters and make everybody do the same interviews that they print out. You can't expand or be creative. It's not what my picture of wrestling is. People say they sell sell it like this. It's a squared circle. They proved it. It's bull bleak. Bullshit. And then uh, he talks about the success of All In and the possibility of another company providing legitimate competition for WWE and what it would take for that to happen. And uh, you can read this uh, from our uh, friends at uh, WrestlingNewsSource.com. Um, in fact, here we go. Uh, Jerry Lawler um, said that um, the thing that uh, he says the reason he's not on TV anymore is because uh, they went so politically correct. It's not necessarily PG because they're not PG. They're further south than PC. They're PC, he said. They're so politically correct to a fault. And especially like they got so right now into starting with the revolution. Now it's all about empowering women, and that's a big political correct thing these days and everything. So WWE jumped right on that, so it's about empowering women. Well, so he's got a point. He makes very valid points. I hate to say it, but yeah. he does. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, can't. I mean, I can't deny that. I mean, we, you know, we talked. We talked about this, you know, numerous times uh, over over the years. That you know, because. Sean gets frustrated. Why? Why can't they? Why can't they do this? Why can't they do that? Well, Sean, they'll and and I've explained this to him. They're a multi-billion-dollar corporation that's answerable to stockholders and have major corporate sponsors, so they can't do the types of things that you know you grew up with or even more so what I grew up with as far as well, what you know they, is the wrestling they, business. They do it they do it but they pussyfoot it. They they don't allow blood and when it happens, oh my God, we've got to stop the match. Well but I remember like Bill Barron said, a lot of that is state commissions that are doing that. Um, and I think that's a lot of that was, and a lot of that was Ian. <laughs> of course it was. Um, you know, the thing is, I don't think that a little bit of color here or there hurts anybody. 
I think blood for the sake of blood. And I hear crinkling. Not me. I didn't do it. I yeah, think blood. Pop. I think blood mm. for the sake of blood is foolish. It draws a very low market, and I don't think that it's. Look, the whole reason that WWE had to change was this. They went from being able to draw any business in the world that they wanted because they were the fucking <clears throat> WWF, and who was who was right. going to say no to the WWF? To being this politically correct company because oh my god everything got so politically correct and we have to keep up with the political correctness what is the next thing that wwe is going to do let trump come in and run the fucking company might as well at this point i'm being serious here i'm being 100 percent serious that is how much sense that some of these writers in WWE have that have never spent a day in their life in wrestling. Gee, it'd be a great idea to put Big Show against Swoggle. Okay, but is that going to draw money? And then you have promotions out there, and I love DJ Hyde to death. I think DJ Hyde is a great individual. But CZW is a niche market. And it puts a black eye on the regular wrestling business. Is there some great well, wrestling? Well, even Joey Janela says they're dying. Is there some great wrestling that has come out of CZW? Yes. But you can't. At one point, IWA Mid-South had more better wrestling than what it had bloodshed. That's not the case anymore. Now the stupidness of... Let's be hardcore because we can be, fuck yeah, we can be juggalos and we can be fucking hardcore and whoop, whoop. And anybody that gets offended by that, I really don't care. Um, I don't have a problem with juggalos, but fucking JCW has put a black eye on the wrestling business as well. They've helped it some, but they put a black eye on it just as bad for doing some of the most insane fucking commentary that I've ever heard in my life. Uh, during live matches, um, well, you know, gathering the juggalos is a joke. Well, I, and I don't want to say that. I don't care. I don't care who gets upset at me. Here, here's that. I mean, um, I've I, seen some of the stuff they've done to the wrestlers on on those shows at the gathering, and that. Yes. You know, let's put it no. this way. There, there would, there would not be enough money to get me to go to a gathering to be treated the way that these guys are treated by those <clears throat> fans. Well, and that's just it. You know, there's a lot of people we know that work for JCW, and it's great, and then that's good for them. But then there's the other people that look at it and look at some of the things. I mean, I watched one of the bloody manias and they were dissing on Greg, the hammer Valentine while he was in the ring. And I was like, I've got to shut this off because if I don't like it's, it's, it's going to be bad. Um, it was, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get bringing in a legend, paying the legend and then disrespecting them on a DVD that you're going to sell. 
It, it, it didn't click with me. I don't think that it'll ever click with me. If it clicks with you and you're listening and you tell me why they did that, please, please point it out to me um, because I don't think that that should ever be done. I believe they even did that to Jake Roberts. Yeah. Um, you know, when he was going through his addiction phase. So you can't, you can't do that. If you're going to book a guy and pay a guy, you have to have respect for the guy to not say that kind of shit on a microphone that's being recorded for the DVD that you're going to sell later. Right. Because believe me, I've caught my mouth saying things that I wish I wouldn't have said. There was a show I was calling uh, one of the first shows I did up in Freeport. I was calling the matches and the ref just kept getting in the way. And my dumb ass blurts out, well, I didn't book the ref. Oh, did I catch heat for that. Oh, did I catch Uh, hell for that. I caught hell for that. What the hell do you mean you didn't book the referee? He kept getting in the way. A better referee would know his ring placement. They They did not appreciate that, but that referee learned his lesson because of me. And it had to be pointed out. If you're in the wrong place at the wrong... And I can't... I, look, I can't totally blame the referee because this company was only using a 14 by 14 ring because that's all they could fit in the bar they were running. So, ring is smaller. There's not a lot of space. There's not a lot of places for the referee to go. I mean, you can't have the referee outside the ring during the match and then come in the ring for the count. That's just backyardish. So, what do you do? Well, the referee kept well, getting in the he way. Should have and, been, he should have been in the corners. He should have stayed that, in the yep. neutral corners. Yep. And, and you know, but that's just it. You can't have somebody going around and saying things like that on a live microphone or even a microphone that's going to be recorded right. to DVD because it'll come right. back and bite you in the ass. And I don't think legends deserve to be disrespected. Look, there's a story that goes on with Dreamwave and I'm going to tell it right now really quickly, but supposedly when Dreamwave brought in Jim the Anvil Nightheart, they let Dan Lawrence get the pin on Nightheart and didn't tell Nightheart. And I found out, and I threw the biggest bitch fit out of anybody, and I wasn't even involved in the company or wasn't even there. But I said, if this is in fact what happened, and they fucked over Nightheart like that, because there were stories that Nightheart went back to the back screaming and yelling and, like, throwing shit. I would have done the exact same thing. You oh, yeah. don't fucking pin a legend without their acceptance. Yep. And God rest Jim Nightheart's soul because, let me tell you, that would have been a sight to see. Him fucking throwing shit around, cussing Repsol out or whoever out for fucking allowing more. Dan Lawrence? To get the three count on Jim Neidhart? Are you fucking kidding me? No. No fucking way. I don't yeah, care if you were trying exactly. to build Dan Lawrence. You don't. Ugh. And Dan Lawrence, I'm going yeah. to say this now for anybody that doesn't know who Dan Lawrence is. Dan Lawrence was never that much of a talent anyway. The only time he was really any good and he was when he was tagging with Billy Valentine. And then they were known as the Vanilla yeah. Shakes. Yeah. That's the only time yep. that they were any good. 
Exactly. So, exactly. I, I I just I don't. You know, it's different if you're build, bringing in a legend and the legend says, hey, I want to put your talent over. You don't make the decision to go and put your talent over that legend, ever. I Look, if I found out that anybody did that that I know, I would probably be in the car marching my ass down to that company's next show and having a really long talk with that promoter about what respect and dignity and loyalty and tradition means. Because you don't do that. You don't, you don't do that. Nope. That, that would be like, that would be like bringing in Ric Flair. I'm letting the rookie that's only had one match, one match go over on Ric Flair. Yep. Exactly. The the, The biggest sign of disrespect that I could ever even imagine. Um, and, you know, people are like, well, how ca- – I had this question come to me the other day. You'll love this one, Steve and Katie, and then I'm going to shut up and let you guys talk more about SmackDown and Raw and other things. But I had this okay. question come to me from somebody in the business. What gives you the right to decide who wins and loses matches? And I had to stop and Say think about what? This. Yes. I had to stop and think about this. I really did. Because my first response was just, what the fuck? But then when I sat down and really began to break down how this individual even fathomed this question or came up with it, I began Mm -hmm. to do some more soul-searching and some more digging. Um, You know, I don't think that anything should give me the right to decide who wins and loses matches. But there's one thing that does, and it's called my pocketbook. And until you are put into the position of power by somebody to decide who's going to win and lose matches or pay yourself to decide who's going to win and lose matches, you don't need to come to me and ask me anything. Uh, it's not. It's not as a place of judgment. It's a place of I have to evaluate what's going to be best for my product and for my fan base, and what's going to put more money into my pocket to keep the company alive yep. and to keep me happy. But go ahead, Steve, because exactly. I'm sure you have something to say about this. Well, I gotta say, I mean, it's very yeah, it's very simple. The you know the reason they get to determine. Who wins and loses? I'm the boss. You know, it's my call. You know, and if you don't, and if you don't like it, well, uh, you know what? Go work for uh, Joe Schmo's uh, crappy fed that's drawing uh, 20 people in the field of an adult uh, bookstore and strip club. Yeah, I mean, instead that's, of, that's instead, the way of, instead of working in front of instead of working in front of a few hundred people for me. <clears throat> no, you, y'all. I mean, you have that. You have that right to do that. And you know, as my old boss Sam DeSero said, "God bless you." No, but uh, you know that that will be that will be the last time that uh, you ever work, you know, and get a pay envelope from me because. Well, 
No, I don't. I don't. I don't play. I don't play that way. I never have. Well, I never will. And that's just it. And this is somebody that's in the business. I don't know how fully trained they are, but they came to me with this question, and I'm like, "How the fuck do obviously I?" Obviously not that. Obviously not that well trained. If they're asking that type Probably of question. Go ahead, go ahead, Katie. If they're asking a question like that, then they they just as yeah, they're inept. Let me tell you something. Katie is not in the business, and she knows enough to know that the money that the the man with the money is the man making all the rules. <clears throat> yeah. There's an old old expression that's ancient, and it goes like this. And it's a lesson that I had to learn at one of my shows in 2012. Money makes the rules. I could be the biggest, baddest motherfucker on the planet. But at the end of the day, money makes the rules. It's just reality. It sucks, but it's the way to get, it's, it's part of life. And it is a factual statement. Money makes the rules. Yep. Sad. Yep. But it's not just in wrestling. Look at other things. Money makes the it's rules. All yeah. It's all over. Um, you know, there, uh, SmackDown Live 1000 is coming to its 1000th episode. I want to touch on this because we've been kind of uh, jumping all over the place. And, well, one person who is listed as returning for the special episode is saying, huh? Go ahead and tell that who, tell us who that is, Steve. Okay. Yeah. Now you, now you had me uh, thrown off. I was, I was on, uh, I was on raw for uh, right now. So now I got to Now I got to take a second. Um, actually, in fact, no, I can, I can even say it now. It's edge. Wow. It, oh, when wow. uh when uh when it, when it, when it, when the information came out um that uh said that uh he was gonna be on there, um he posted the following on his uh on his Twitter account. Huh? News to me. Now Wow Now that now now, of course, as the now, of course, as the writers say, he could be, you know, being old school and keeping things, you know, hush hush in that. You know, but at the same time, he might not have been talked to yet. So, either way, well, you can't announce him without talking to him. He doesn't have a contract. Yeah, I mean exactly. this, this isn't this isn't I get who I want from ten years ago, Vince. Their contracts are more than likely expired. Yep. I mean, and I don't know that this will ever happen. I don't know what the falling out between these two individuals ever was, but I think that Taz should be back with WWE. Uh-huh. I just think I think that. I think he'd be a great color commentator over some of the shit that they've got going on. I think Renee Young is great. Uh, I like Corey Graves. I think Michael Cole's getting a little too old. 
And I think whoever that third announcer is that they have on SmackDown sucks. The white guy sucks. The white guy. Oh, Tom, Tom Nelson. Sucks. Let, let Taz run that bitch with Graves and Byron Saxton and let them do it up because whoever that kid well, is... He ain't done nothing that's impressed me since he's been on the commentary booth. Oh, well, the right. problem is, though, Taz, Taz, you know, likes, Taz loves the gig he's doing now. Yeah, it's an early morning gig, but that's it. He goes, he, get, he gets up in the morning, does a couple hours of radio, and then... He goes home for the rest of the day, and so you can't he's be getting that. paid good for it. He's you can't be that. Good for it. No. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, he's a. It would, uh, it would just be nice to have an announcer that that knows their shit. I don't look. I'm going to tell you right now, WWE should have hired Mike Tanay a long time ago, and Mike is old, but Mike could still do it. Mike. Mike oh, would yeah. be a thousand times better than Michael Cole. And I've said that like for Michael years. Cole. I've oh, never yeah. liked Michael Cole. I've never, ever, Mike, ever, ever liked Cole. Mike Tanay would get the message across. Cole cannot do it yep. most of the time. Tanay would, no. would make sure that whatever message you have to get across, he got across your television. He did it in WCW time and time again. He did it with TNA time yep. and time again. If there was a major point to be made during that broadcast, he made damn sure he made it. Yep. Cole would rather go up talking about this, that, and the other thing while you got a match going on in the ring. I never understood, and I don't think I ever will, why we have gotten away from calling the action that's actually going on in the ring. Instead, we're talking about TV and Connor's Cure and this and that and everything well, else. Con- hey, hey, Not- now, Con- Connor's Cure is, is, is to be spoken about. I know that, but yeah. it it doesn't need to be spoken about during every match. That's my point. And they're not they're not they're not focusing on the action that's going on in the ring. Instead, we're we're going off on this tangent and that tangent. And you missed something really good in the ring that they don't call because they're not I, – I, whoever came up with that needs to be shot because in – the, in the toe or something because they never uh, – <laughs> they never – the Pinky toe. They never should have thought that, okay, it's a better idea to <clears throat> not focus on the live action going on in the ring and try to get people to focus on this. No. Your attention should always be on the focus going on in that ring. If there is a match going on in that ring, you should be talking about that match. Not 20 million other things that they have to get across on their fucking television. Because they try to cram 20 pounds of shit in a 10-pound bag. Yep. I'm sorry, I've gone on a, yep. t- a little bit of a tangent here tonight, but uh, it's yes, the truth. Yes, you did. It's the yeah. truth. yeah. If they would focus yep. more on the matches going on in the ring, more of the story would be conveyed. And they wouldn't have to do all of this backpedaling that they do 
it seems like, to every pay-per-view to try to get the story across of what the storyline even is. Because here's the thing with WWE. They'll put two guys in a feud. Then they'll have those two guys tagging with two other guys in a feud. So now you have four guys feuding, and we interchange the parts. So now now we've got heel one and heel two feuding with face one and face two. And instead of heel one and face one going at it, we're going to have heel two face heel one or face one. And we're going to keep doing, switching it up and switching it up and switching it up until it gets so convoluted that you forget what the even first feud was. Well, that sounded like a Dr. Seuss book there. Heel one and heel two. (laughs) (laughs) But it's the truth. That's what they do. And they do it all the fucking time. All the time. Yeah, you're right. They do, Sean. They absolutely do. They'll take two guys that are not friends and shouldn't like each other that may be heels and put them together and put them against two babies. And mm-hmm. then from that, we have a breakdown of two matches. Or we have a tag team form, and that's where the B team fucking came from because they didn't have anything else for Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas. And we're going to throw you together. We'll call you the B team. It'll suck, and we know that, but at least we'll get you over. Thank God they have gotten over. But every other team that they have thrown together out of the blue like that, look at Zack Ryder and Mojo Raleigh. That never took off. Never. Yep. And they do this shit all the time, and they continue to sign talent, and they continue to wonder why their TV sucks, it's because they're 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 taking the good and merging it with too much of the bad. So now you get a mediocre product on TV. Instead of calling guys like Ricochet up or calling guys, this is the thing that blows my mind. They take a guy that is hot on the indie scene, hot off of New Japan or Ring of Honor, and send him to NXT instead of calling him up on the main roster right away and cashing in on their momentum. They did it with Shinsuke. They did it with mm-hmm. they did not do it with AJ. Nope. But they did it with Shinsuke. AJ they did it with the AJ Joe. came in on his own steam. I mean, these are guys that had names above and beyond WWE and instead of riding on the success of them and cashing in off them, we're going to make make them piss away a year or two down at NXT because we need to build that product up. You have all the talent in the world at the performance center to build that product up. If somebody would look at that product a little at all that talent a little closer, they wouldn't need guys like Ricochet there. They wouldn't need guys like Velveteen Dream there. And they could send guys like Ricochet and Velveteen Dream up here or even Adam Cole. The undisputed era is ready to come to the main roster. Yeah, absolutely. You wouldn't have the need for all those guys in NXT because you'd constantly be developing the next generation of stars instead of making some of these people wait and wait and wait in NXT. There are people in NXT that will never see the WWE roster. I promise you that. Yeah. I promise you that. Yep. Yeah, she's all about. 
It's the sad truth about it, but that's the way it is. And I think it's I think it's a little bit selfish of WWE to make some of these people that are in NXT and are never going to be more than jobbers or enhancement talents in NXT believe that they're going to go to the big time. Oh, you'll get there someday. We just want to see this, 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 and this out of you. And then they do this, 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 and this that was listed and given to them before, and now they have a whole new list of other shit that WWE wants to see. It's, it's insane. And WWE is constantly robbing from the independents when these guys are making a hell of a lot more money on the independents and could make more than what they're making in NXT. I mean, yep. we said it. We said it last week. Prince Mustafa Ali would be better at this point back on the independents. He's not getting a royalty check from the game. Nobody is. If you're, mm. if you think that they're going to cut all of those people royalty checks that are on that game, you've got another thing coming. Nope, I get nothing. And it's it's senseless to have all of this talent with 205 and everything else out there and not utilize it. These guys could go back to the independents. They could make a lot more money. They could go to New Japan. They could go to Ring of Honor. They could go to whatever the promotion that is going to form from all in because there will be a promotion that forms from it. Whether Nick Jackson, Matt Jackson, and Cody Rhodes want to wake up and realize it or not, they have the opportunity to make a company out of all in and cash in. Or they can yeah. do what they're doing and use it to help build New Japan and Ring of Honor. And I think CMLL was a part of that. And we do have some CMLL news. AAA was there. Lucha Underground was represented. Impact was represented. And the NWA was represented, which was great. And I do want to get into that here in a minute. But I've got some news. CMLL oh. is celebra- celebrating their 85th anniversary, Very 85 cool. years of Mexican Lucha Libre. That's a long fucking time. Long time. Yeah. You can see the 85th anniversary of CMLL mm. on Honor Club. Because Honor Club is going to be airing it It's in, in, in its entirety. That news was broken to Wrestling News Source earlier today. And that is yep. that is great. Um, which means that hopefully we don't we don't condone this, but hopefully there'll be a stream out of it somewhere that Steve and I can watch because it would be interesting to see. <laughs> no, we Steve did we did not say that we're not we're not we're we're that's yeah. Yeah. We didn't say yeah. that. It's not it's not gonna happen. We're we're honest guys. <laughs> Thank goodness. Um, you know we we like watching all of the wrestling that we have, be it from the internet or the fight app or all of that. There's a lot of it out there, but uh, I'll admit it. There's some of it that I stream because some of it you can't find anywhere else. You just can't. Um, some of it's hard to find. Like, if you want to see stuff from the U.K., your best bet is getting on a streaming service that streams it. 
because there's a lot of shit from the UK that is good. There's a lot of shit from Australia that is good that you can't get anywhere else. And I'm one of these types of people. I like watching wrestling from all countries and trying to learn things about wrestling in other countries and try to bring that here because there's stuff that can be learned from every, every type of wrestling in every other country. Um, the only yep. thing that you can't learn anything from is sumo wrestling, but you can learn something from that Why because believe, believe it or not, believe it or not, I don't care what anybody says, sumo wrestlers have psychology. Of course they have psychology. It's not all just beef and brawn, you know? Um, you know, it's it's one of those things. Uh, but we do want to get into what is happening very, very <laughs> soon. It'll be coming your way in just a couple weeks. It is the NWA's 70th anniversary. And there is going to be a huge event going on in Nashville, Tennessee. And on that night, in front of the world, in front of the people live in Tennessee, and in front of the world live on pay-per-view, it will be the rematch, Nick Aldis versus Cody Rhodes for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. It's going to be Mm -hmm. sick. Yep. I can't wait. It's going to be sick as fuck. I'm telling you what. You better find somebody that's buying it or find somebody that's got the app that it's going to be on because you're not going to want to miss this. It's, it's a special night for the NWA. It's going to be a huge night in either the history, the, the title uh, lineage of Cody Rhodes. Hey, Sean. Or it's, yeah. You're breaking up again. You're getting that deep sea thing going or the Hold fan on. thing. It's going to be a huge night uh, for either Cody Rhodes or for Nick Aldis, and it's going to be a huge night for the NWA. You're not going to want to miss this. Billy Corgan has, as rumor innuendo states, Billy Corgan will have a historic announcement about the future of the NWA on this night, so you don't want to miss it. This this could be if Corgan can pull the trigger and make something go with the NWA again. This could be huge. It's going to be huge. <laughs> but it, it very well could be. The, the, games, the, the game of professional wrestling has changed for everyone. Whether you be a worker, yep. whether you be a promoter, whether you be a, a referee or a manager, the landscape has changed. And believe me when I say that the business is on an upswing. The business is, uh, let, me, let me rephrase that. The business is on an upswing for promoters that want to get out there and bust their ass. Promoters that want them to be lazy will continue to see 40 people in their seats because they don't know how to draw more than 40 people. And yes, there was an right. event in Illinois that had 40 people at it this past, within the past two weeks. We had a great event. You had 40 fucking people. How is that great? The talent might have been great. The matches might have been great. But guess what? There was nobody there to see it, so who gives a shit? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sick and tired of people 
drawing 40 and 50 fucking people, and oh my God, it's the best thing in the world. And here's another thing while I'm on my soapbox. How in the fuck do you have a TV title if you don't have YouTube, if you don't have Facebook Live, if you don't have actual TV, how the fuck do you have a TV title? Someone please explain this one to me, because evidently there's something that I'm missing. Are we on TV in imagination land? I don't, I, I, I don't get it. That would be like me having a fucking women's title and having not one woman that worked for me. Not one. That's the kind of sense that we're talking about with some of these promoters in the wrestling world these days. There is no sense to be made. And maybe I could be wrong. Maybe this promotion is getting a television deal that nobody knows about. But I doubt it. I I really doubt it. The only thing that they have done right is make somebody reputable their champion. But this someone must be really desperate for money and his price must be really cheap for him to be keep coming back to that area. I'm going to check my connection. I'm going to let Katie and Steve take over. Okay, you sound fun. Sean. Okay, um, old man, where'd you go? You better not fall asleep again. Steve. Hello, Steve. I think Steve fell asleep. Uh oh. I want to get to one of the most spine-chilling things that I had to relive, and it happened last night when they showed the footage of Mick Foley getting thrown off Hell in a Cell by The Undertaker. Oh, yeah, and his nose is nose full of tooth. I don't think anybody will ever forget that. Um, if you were able to witness that live on pay-per-view growing up, it's a moment that you will never forget. And they replayed the shit out of that. Thank God. I think so. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Wake up, Steve. Oh, my God. Not again. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Katie, you're going to need to uh, mute yourself or take off your earphones for a second because I'm going to wake him up. Okay, wake him up. Do it. Wake up, old man. 
Holy shit, really? You worse than Darren. <laughs> I thought Darren slept through anything. Wow. <laughs> Scary. But no, reliving that moment literally sent chills down my spine. Uh, okay. To think of everything that Mick Foley had gone through to get to that point and just uh, the way his body was never the same after those injuries. And your friend, Katie, had never seen uh, that. And then I sent you the other one, which is when he was Cactus Jack and was wrestling Triple H and got thrown through the cage and broke the ring. That was another one that fucked up his body. Like, people don't realize rings are not meant to break, and even if they break on cue, it's still going to do some damage. Yeah. Still be like going through a table. Still going to hurt. Yeah. So, it's that's the way that is. Um, I think that there was some very compelling stuff last night on Raw. Uh, For for some of it, it was good to see Finn Balor, and uh, good to see all of that. Um, But... The Authority 2.0, and I already see this down, you know, in my mirror. I can I can look in my mirror and see this coming from the back. Um, they're going to have Baron Corbin join the group of Braun Strowman and Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. It's just going to fucking happen, and it's going to mm-hmm. be horrible. And I love Braun Strowman, and I love Drew McIntyre. I was a huge Drew McIntyre fan from the first time he was there. Um, And I think that it's going to be horrible because they're going to try to fucking shove Baron Corbin down our throats, and Baron Corbin has failed and failed and failed and failed and failed. I have no use for him. He's He's not over, he's under. And there's not under. much more. There's not much more under you can get than Baron Corbin. Sadly, Elias is more over than he is. Uh, unfortunately, that's true, and you know how much I can't stand Elias. That's why I said it. I think that whole gimmick is just senseless, and let's let's pay somebody to do the fucking honky tonk man in 2018. That's what that was. Mhm. Uh, ah. You know, it, it's it's sad and it's ridiculous that it's gotten this bad and this far. But WWE will see, keep, still keep trucking. They don't care. They've got their millions upon millions or billions upon billions at this point. And they'll keep stockpiling it. And they won't make the changes. And fans will dwindle away the same way they have been for years. And evolution will, con- evolution will continue. Yeah, but the thing that the thing that W this is the way WWE thinks. For every fan that they phase out, they're gonna gain three new fans of the next generation. That's the way they look at it. They don't care. Eh, he's old. He's 60. He's not going to watch Raw anymore. Who gives a shit? You fucking moron. You could have had him watching Raw for another 40 years. Exactly. And now we're talking about Steve Kane's age. And I don't know where he is. 
I don't know where he went either. I think he fell asleep. I wanted to talk with Steve Kane and and you about the spine-chilling promo that we got from Samoa Joe tonight. Oh, Samoa, Samoa, Samoa story time. Yes. That was incredible shit. That was incredible. They have not done anything that well written in a while. Um, the last time they did something like this was with Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero, if you don't remember correctly. With Vicky Guerrero. Well, it was the three of them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, you know, that's... And then uh, the child wasn't raised and everything else, blah, blah, blah. Oh, Lord. All right. Well, that's going to do it for tonight. We'll continue tomorrow night. Uh, and we'll have some guests with us on Wrestling Authority Radio Live. And, um, yeah, be sure to check out our Facebook pages, Rampage Rants and Wrestling Authority Radio on the Facebook. And uh, you want to be here next Tuesday because you could win a free book. Win that book. Free book. Get that merch. Get that merch. And if you can't win the book, don't forget to – If you can't win the book – don't forget to buy a copy of the book. <laughs> buy his merch. Buy his merch. And um, uh, that'll be next Tuesday. Next Wednesday night, we'll have Gary Michael Capetta in Berwyn Championship Wrestling. So we've got a loaded schedule here on ERN, and you have been live in the ER. We hope you liked it. This was Rampage Rants Tuesday Night Turmoil a 2018 Rampage production brought to you by Sadistic Sean David, Pete Kane, and Chaotic Katie. That's me. So, we will see you all tomorrow night. You know what time it is. Katie, tell us. You don't have to go home, but you sure as fuck can't stay here. Get the hell out. Good night, everybody. Good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.